1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Raptors Over Everything Podcast rate review on your podcast platforms and also subscribe and like on YouTube too. Katie Heindel me, joins me today to talk about the Raptors. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got for you. We're talking Raptors. After they <laughs> lost to the Atlantic Suns, they are now two and two on this very, very crucial road trip with three games remaining. My hope was that they would go five and two and Hopefully, maybe salvage this season in some capacity. Maybe make Messiah and Bobby reconsider things. They're two and two. And they got a couple of, uh, at least one very tough game coming up against the Grizzlies. But anyways, how are you doing, Katie?
0: I'm good. It's funny, like the talking Raptors is beginning to feel like uh, our own unique purgatory. She's saying the the same things over and over. But I will take a note from you and CJ Miles, which you both said season's not over yet. It was very optimistic of you both.
1: <laughs> it was at the time. It absolutely was. And mm-hmm. uh, I was, uh, I mean, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I mean, I've have been watching this team get a little bit better, a little bit better, step by step. Mm-hmm. And because of how, you know, clustered the conference is, I thought you have a good road trip. You have some momentum. You go back home. You got a couple of easy games coming up. Who knows? But also the trade deadline is in between everything I'm talking about. And I mean, let's just start here. Um, actually, no. Let's start with the Suns game. Just a few quick takeaways. We don't just to okay. spend too much time on it, but um, obviously they they lost. Mm-hmm. And it was a very close game, um, tightly contested on both sides. Your takeaways from that L?
0: It's tough. It's like getting tougher. It's not tough, actually. It's, get, it's clearer to see that, you know, they don't necessarily have the offensive energy to close out games. I'm kind of dubious if they did to start the season, but certainly mm-hmm. when Nick Nurse is throwing out kind of a real mixed up, like lineups, I guess, to say the legs of your starters in the end, but then they can't, you know, hold on to the win. But then yeah. on the other side of that, you have them like starting the second with like a second half with a 10-0 run, you know, you have them terrific. like yeah. at the beginning of this, I mean, up until Monday, I think they, their offensive rating, they were up at like, um, not offensive rating, or maybe with shots per possession, whatever the case, they were 19th. They moved mm-hmm. up to fourth in the nba so it's like you have all these flashes but the problem yeah. with the raptors right now obviously is staying power and that mm. was pretty much on display last night i think the last time they played the suns they got to really take advantage of them in terms of forced turnovers yeah and uh money mm-hmm. williams talked about that you know they obviously clamped down on them the raptors didn't really have an answer for it and i think they just ran out of juice
1: and it was the Raptors who were the ones turning the ball over. They had 11 exactly. in the first, first <laughs> half, which was uncharacteristic for them. They only finished with 13, so only two in the second half. Uh, that's much better, of course. Yeah, I mean, that. Uh, I wanted to mention, like, you you kind of talked about it, that, that lineup that Nick Nurse threw out there in the early fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was really puzzling. I mean, I like the idea of Scotty Barnes having some minutes as point guard, but – in that situation, you're not really putting him like you're not putting him in a position to be successful. And it mm-hmm. was puzzling to me that I like I was making notes for our podcast and I was pointing out that Christian Coloco hasn't been playing. And then he actually got on the court, but then he didn't have a second shift. And I guess the second shift wasn't warranted based off mm-hmm. of the first one. But what I liked about Christian, you know, being able to play like 10-15 minutes is that you have a defensive baseline. With when he's in there, because he is probably your best, you know, rim protector. I guess actually, Precious is doing a pretty good job as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just you have something that you de- desperately need on the floor, and then if things aren't really going your way offensively, okay, at least you're not going to see like a five zero run is a lot better than a 15-0 run for the other mm-hmm. team, right? And he didn't get that second shift, and that actually coincided with when the Raptors kind of lost the momentum a little bit, and then the starters had to come back in. And the the game kind of went the way, but I mean, in the end, like, you know, three minutes left, it's a one point game. And then that last three minutes, just, it's kind of like basketball, you know, that's how it goes. Sometimes you just lose those last few minutes and they make shots and you don't, but there were some good looks that the Raptors had. They just didn't go down and credit Phoenix for pulling through
0: kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think like it's tough in the West this this season because you think all of a sudden like you know they're not making as much noise. There's still yeah. any team that's still like in the middle, is very good. Is still a very technically good team, and mm. you're sort of seeing what it is for the Raptors to not even be able to stack up to those teams right yeah. now, uh, just because of the talent and skill level and proficiency level. Uh, mm. And I think you know back to what we both were saying a little bit earlier, it's closing out games that is tough. That's been a sore spot. I think for the team last season, you know, losing some pretty winnable games in the clutch, obviously yeah. that's continued to be this season because there haven't been any moves made. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't just mean like shooting dry up. I think there's a lot you could say for keeping up the kind of defensive pressure, um, you know, the way that they'd won up against the Suns the last time they played them, but yeah. it's tough. I think Toronto is also seeing right now, like they can't, you know, you, you, you match up against a team again, especially if you're like, this is a team, not the Suns, but if it's a team in your conference, you're playing them over and over and over again. You got to be able to throw some different things out. And the Raptors haven't really been able to do that. I think Nick, maybe Nick Nurse tried with that lineup toward the end last night, but that's not going to cut it. No. And I mean,
1: to be fair, he doesn't have that many options. I'm just thinking more about... Yeah, you know,
0: exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: but like, you know, how are you going to be handling your rotations? Um, Is it... Is that the solution to be putting, you know, four guys out there? Maybe you put only two and then you have, you know, a few others come in like early or late third quarter or something like that. Um, Yeah, going two of 13 from three in the fourth quarter didn't help. Mikael Bridges, I mean, he hit two shots back to back. two Really, really tough ones that were pretty impressive. Um, He's becoming quite the player. And I just got to say, I mean, rebounding, it's funny that the Raptors actually out-rebounded the Phoenix Suns, but you would think after that fourth quarter, like, then (laughs) that probably wasn't the case, but... Sometimes you do just have to put your back into it a little bit and defensive rebound and find the people around you like mm-hmm. Tory Craig came in and just got an a offensive rebound and it's because like Gary Trent Jr didn't put a body on him and that was his check and then like it looks like you know Fred got out rebounded but no Fred was trying to just help with the help the party <laughs> help get this rebound and it was Gary <laughs> who just didn't look around behind him, like where's my check and no oh, it's Tory Craig coming over the top and grabbing yeah. the board and then that led to a CP3 three CP three, three. It's funny. Um, <laughs> the little things like yeah. you mentioned, I mean, I mean, the offense did dry up, but if you're able to contain um on the defensive side, then you should be okay. But rebounding has been a problem for this team all season. It's a little bit better with uh, pressure to the pressure of the two of there though. I gotta say it is.
0: Yeah. And it's been nice to see. Like I think he's kind of making up for his absence on every part of the floor, Um, but certainly mm-hmm. With the rebounding, like that's just been something you've seen tick up like immediately as as soon as he got back. I still kind of question if we're talking about like defensive capabilities. And definitely like you need those second chance points. You need all the rebounds you can get. You didn't I was sort of surprised that they didn't see that with Aiden last night on the Suns and getting kind of out muscled there. Mm -hmm. Um, but for that to work every time, whether it's precious or you know, Boucher or it's you're gonna have like I don't know, Scotty in there a little bit, grabbing the boards, everybody has to, to your point, like everybody has to be effortful and doing that at all times. Mm -hmm. And again, I just like Toronto started with such a deficit. And I mean that in terms of like energy and just like how far they are compared to pretty much every other very like good Mm -hmm. to middling team in the league that I don't think they can expend that and put that effort forth like every single game that everybody's just, they should, but I just, yeah, yeah, like I, I know we're going to get to trade talk, but it's what makes (laughs) me wonder now more of like, all right, like, do you need a big body Mm -hmm. there to just kind of alleviate some of this pressure and free you up for some of the rotations, free you up for these guys to focus on some other parts of the game? uh, Whereas now you're just like throwing everybody who has a little Mm -hmm. bit of size up to get rebounds.
1: It's a tricky one with Precious. And I mm-hmm. love that what he's been doing since he's kind of found his niche here, since he's been playing like, you know, 27 plus minutes, his his mobility, his rim protection like is a factor. And he mm-hmm. plays much bigger than he actually is, which is a credit to him, like his explosiveness, his balance, his ability to just guard up and down. Um, and you love that malleability of his. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an asset for him. It's going to make him one of like a very, very good player. if He's already a good player, but it's going to make him even better. Um, Mm -hmm. but they're just like the little things like you're talking about, just like length, size, wingspan, um, that does um, deter teams from certain passes. Passing angles are negated, and that was a problem in the fourth quarter. I mean, the Suns were just running the same play over and over with the Bridges and and, Aiton pick and roll, and uh, the Raptors just had trouble containing both at the same time, and again, credit to Bridges for making those shots, but also when they did double up on on Mikael Bridges, like there wasn't really that backside help. And mm-hmm. then eight was getting a few layups. He seemed pretty determined. Hey, doggy. <laughs> he, seemed, <laughs> he seemed pretty, uh, pretty uh, focused in on making sure he didn't repeat his effort from last time he faced the Raptors where he mm-hmm. was like, he had four points and seven rebounds, or maybe it was the other way around or something. But today he had 22 and 13. There was a focus on making sure he got his touches. And I mean, to his credit, he got the job done. Um, it probably should have probably actually been more like 30 and 18, but I mean, yeah. that's a different case. Uh, the fact is though, the Raptors struggled containing him.
0: I wonder if the suns are showing off at all for OG.
1: Ooh, there we go. <laughs> so, like, okay, let's go right look there. Look at then.
0: how good we are. Yeah, let's, for us. Well,
1: let's, let's just keep the conversation flowing. Um, OG being traded away from the Raptors would make you feel blank.
0: It would make me feel pretty bummed out. Uh, yeah. I've since nothing will surprise me, whether it's no move or like every ostensible move available to Toronto. Nothing mm. actually would surprise me at this point just because they're at such a quick like a quandary of they they have to do something. But then again, like maybe they don't but it could anything. be
1: like six things, but it could be six yeah, things
0: too. or it could be six things um because yeah. that's just like there's so many things they have to do which is why it's like, they might just think, we'll just wait. How are we going to compete? Like at this mm-hmm. point in the season, What is our realistic expectation. So let's just wait till the summer to like yeah. re- to rebuild this team or whatever, or yeah, they'll do everything now, depending on who's asking OG going mm-hmm. would be a bummer because this is the first season he's been really healthy. You've got to see him kind of explode, uh, and like be this, not just like total defensive like package an asset to the team but just like being able to fit in and help out in other ways and I think Mm -hmm. like really being a part of the core that he hasn't gotten to be um in past seasons just because of health and you know other things that interrupted his playing but (laughs) yeah it would suck it would it would it would make me feel bummed Mm -hmm. out but again Now I feel like I'm just, I'm cutthroat. I'm ready for for stuff to happen. You're so wounded. You're like, I'm
1: an open wound. Just do whatever. Yeah, like how else?
0: You can't hurt. I feel like maybe a lot of Raptors fans feel that way. Like you can't really hurt If I'm already dead, how can you Anymore. Yeah, exactly.
1: It would be strange for any member of the the, the trio, Pascal, Fred, and OG uh, to be traded. And the past few games with Precious and how he's played and how the starting lineup has been kind of in sync a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks more to instead of like OG isn't needed, it's more about like it kind of creates a little bit of balance when mm-hmm. Precious is at the five and he's like this intangibles player who's only going to do the necessary things. He's going to cut, he's going to screen, he's going to hit shots when needed and while Precious is still figuring out how to do some playmaking and make the smart passes. Mm -hmm. um, The thought is there. Sometimes it's just like a second late or a second early or something like that, but he's learning. Um, And so I think it's more, we're seeing that. It's not that OG is a problem. It's just that something that's missing in the starting lineup is just that intangibles person who's going to do the little things. And that does mean something, especially with the Raptors motion offense, having knowing, you have someone who's just going to cut and screen and be in the right spots at the right time, especially around the rim. It mm-hmm. does just free up everyone and it makes the defense think more. And when they're thinking more, it's going to open up opportunities for everybody. But mm-hmm. in the end, I mean, the past two games, think about the Warriors game, the screening actions that they were doing, um, being able to pick up things before they happen. OG would have been very good at that. And even like mm-hmm. yesterday with Aiden, um, body him up and making things hard on him like they did last time that's really important and OG is like one of the best at it that's why he was in the running a little bit for defensive player of the year he has at least that potential he's going to mm-hmm. be he's like that person who blows up actions and then all of a sudden you got a bucket on the other end and he does have some scoring ability it's been a little bit tough lately it seems like he's been kind of the one phased out
0: mm-hmm. of the
1: starting five uh in terms of being a scorer but also he hasn't been finishing very well it's not to say that he has forgotten it's just maybe it's just like a little window he's going through here Mm -hmm. and it is what it is it's not going to take anything away from him he's going to get lots of money he's got lots of potential he could put up 30 any given day um but uh yeah i'm not sure what's going to happen with the raptors i'm not sure what's going to happen with og i could see him being traded i could see him being kept we don't know if he's happy he's sending cryptic cryptic messages but then he's saying it's not cryptic at all i'm just being (laughs) honest
0: i don't know (laughs) i'm not sure Which part of them i'm like trying to move out of the path of the sun that has just emerged Thanks. As we're talking about the Phoenix Suns, the Sun is like, here I am. Um, (laughs) What were the cryptic messages? Maybe I missed that. It
1: was Michael Grange talked to him yesterday. Oh,
0: I didn't think that was very cryptic. It wasn't,
1: but people (laughs) took it as cryptic because... That's just uh, OG talking. I know, but it's still like during this time of the year, everything's cryptic. Nothing makes sense. Everything's twisted. Um, And then Kayla Gray, she did uh, confirm with OG, like, you know, this is what people are saying about your comments. And he's just like... I don't know, I'm just saying what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm am I'm, I'm happy in Toronto, but we're going to find out in a few days I think if uh, if that is the case. Of the three people that are rumored to be traded, Gary mm-hmm. Fred and OG, obviously OG is the one that has probably the most value. And but you could also make a case that, you know, maybe Fred is the one who's most likely to go because he is the one that's going to be commanded the most amount of money, you know, next season. Mm-hmm. With, his, with his next contract. You know, Gary's mm-hmm. going to be around 25-ish. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. OG still on a contract for another year. Fred's looking for 30 million, 35 plus. The Raptors are essentially deciding right now if they want to pay that little no. walk off into the tunnel yesterday. Messiah always
0: does that. He always <laughs> takes a walk with someone, and you're like, "Come on!" And it goes like into the dark of the tunnel. And he's this a master is what I'm saying everything. Master of drama.
1: Master of drama. Yeah, yeah, you could use less drama around here. To be fair, <laughs> to be a little bit fair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it's the pointed ones that OG is unhappy. Um, players being unhappy makes sense. Even like Sean yesterday when he's saying that you know some players are frustrated with Nick Nurse. They've lost a lot of games, probably. Yes, yeah. Uh, So that's going to happen. But I mean, we're going to find out very soon. Like every podcast I do, I'm saying, we're going to find out real soon. We're going to find out out some things.
0: We'll never know all of it. You know, Uh, I kind of wonder whether or not the players are frustrated with Nick Nurse. I think the bigger thing is whether the front office is Uh, and like how long they're going to kind of bank on this guy. It seems like they're going to bank on his contract, which is one more season. And then... You know, TBD. Hmm.
1: TBD, indeed. Pascal Siakam looks really tired. He does. To go back to what we
0: were saying earlier, I don't know how (laughs) anyone on this team is not just exhausted (laughs) at all times, right? Especially Pascal. Like there was a brief period there where he was not playing forty-three minutes a game. Mm -hmm. Now it just like feels like he's got to be back there because they don't have the second rotation. They don't really have the depth at all. Yeah. you know we i for sure thought they were going to have the season and certainly would have figured out by now in the season in terms of a usable second mm-hmm. rotation unit pascal looks really tired
1: yeah looks really he tired. still looks His great number, yeah They're really tired. <laughs> sure i mean like before he was he was a super sane version of himself and now he's maybe a little bit more normal i guess mm. um but looking at how he's being defended, and it just seems like everything's kind of wearing on him a little bit. I mean, teams are really making it hard on him. They're taking away his space. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I talked to CJ about this, he was saying that you know the mid-range jumper is going to be the key to him getting through some of these. Is that he's got to be continue to evolve from there, and he has evolved. He's been evolving the past two seasons, but now it's like he needs to get like another level of <laughs> of involvement um, because of how he's being guarded. And there were a few cases last night where I thought. Maybe he was forcing shots a little bit, but I mean, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nitpicking on a person that is, is dealing with a lot of different defenses, a lot of different coverages. And also it has a responsibility of, you know, I also need to score the ball mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, the three ball, it's still so up and down. And I was hoping that would be a little bit more stable this season um, just for his sake for cases like this, where he's being guarded so heavily. And like, if you're able to just find your energy in your legs and vault up and hit a shot. It's going to make things a little bit easier and you're going to continue to help. And the catch and shoot numbers, I actually haven't looked at those recently, but I, I don't think they're where you would necessarily want them to be. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, players with 1,000 points, 250 plus rebounds, 250 plus assists this season, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Nikol Jokic, Pascal Siakam. So, you know. Still pretty good, right? Like it's still, <laughs> good. I was going to say, like, I yeah. think um, yeah.
0: it you have to contextualize this. You know, this isn't just him like, oh, he's, he's, he's regressing because he's absolutely not. I think it's just, um, you know, it, when you look at someone like him, who's had to kind of carry water Mm -hmm. for the whole team all season and has been asked to go above and beyond, um, in terms of also just like keeping things together, or at least the illusion that, you know, things are being kept together when you see like the slip or the strain of that happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's very understandable. He, sure. I don't think you'd be saying that if he was on, I don't know, the Bucks or the Celtics or like, mm. you, just like, um, or if the yeah, Raptors like were a, winning, if they won yeah, today, exactly. last that's night, that's mostly right? what it, it yeah. is. It's just like, you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't be making those comparisons or thinking mm. that like, it's just where this team is in panic mode. So any kind of slip to the good things, it feels just like, oh God, like here's <laughs> something else.
1: Yeah. I just want him to get some rest, like damn yeah, the all-star game, man. Just go, go to the beach. I know he wants to go to like Putacana or something like that. He just wants to go chill. He loves the beach. He loves, be beach. Like, he loves yeah. it. And that's what he's <laughs> done um, in previous seasons when he wasn't named an all-star. He's like, I'm going to mm-hmm. go to the beach. So I kind of want him just to go to the beach. But I guess being an all-star isn't so bad either. You can rest there. right? go to the beach much.
0: after. As I was telling you uh, before we started, there's some great deals from Salt Lake City to Maui. Mm-hmm. Much cheaper to go from Salt Lake City to somewhere (laughs) tropical than it is to go from Salt Lake City back to Toronto. So you mean there's no beaches in Utah?
1: There's no beaches in Utah?
0: There's like a there's a dry, drying up lake that's soon going to turn into like toxic Mm. fumes. But we don't have to worry about that in the winter.
1: There's (laughs) a fake beach in the airport, I think, to create the illusion that look at all the great things we have in Utah.
0: When Chris Boucher
1: on Hustle Play was asked if he's going to be going to Utah for the All Star game, he's like, no. Yeah, he's like I'll go if Pascal wants me to go. He's like, yeah. but I, I won't. No, I'm not going to Utah. And he yeah, was like de- not... deadpan when he said it. He's like, I, I, I don't. He was essentially. <laughs> we're not, saying not talking like, about oh. like.
0: Yeah, we're not talking about like when it was in Chicago. We're not talking even you know like yeah. a co- that's still a cold weather city, but there's a lot to do. It's a, it's a fun cool place city. to be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, your spirits gets lifted, right? When you go to Chicago, New York, Feel good. Toronto, You're Utah. in the mix, yeah. Yeah, you're in the mix, exactly. You're in the That's mix. The <laughs> you're in the mix. <laughs> you are in the mix. Speaking of mix, the Raptors are mixing. Point guards with Fred Van Bleet. So look at that segue. <laughs> there you go. Fred Van Bleet and Scotty Barnes. They're both getting a little bit of playmaking duties and point guard duties. And we alluded to Scotty being point mm-hmm. guard in some lineups, which has been good for him. Um, we're seeing him like show his passing passing flashes and that kind of expertise he has. Uh it's been up and down to some degree, but in the end, you're just like, I love when he doesn't look where he's passing. And he did it like multiple times last night, although he did look DeAndre Ayton right in the eye saw that that was a
0: great that was a great moment and has subsequently become a great photo
1: yes i wish they won the game would have made it much better
0: yeah (laughs) it always sort of stings when you waste that kind of yeah yeah Ooh, and you didn't win (laughs)
1: yeah um but also at the same time fred's kind of finding his groove and past 10 games or so he's like you know kind of back to pre all-star last season Mm -hmm. numbers Mm -hmm. where he was carrying the raptors and he became an all-star with some of these numbers so what are you seeing from those two in terms of playmaking duties and um being kind of complementary pieces?
0: I like Scotty at point, you know. Yeah. And I I take him at his word when he says it's something that he always really loved doing um mm. you know in high school and a little bit in college that I think it also adds a certain skill set that you want to keep open for him at this point in yeah. his career for him but also like for the team right now cuz honestly like depending on who who comes back and who goes the shape of the team could change really quickly mm. and it's great if you have somebody who you can then quickly and easily sort of slot in either to like cease growing pains of new players coming in or to just like change switch and change things up
1: yeah. so
0: I like it does he look like hundred percent you know confident and competent there yet no but again mm. I wouldn't expect him to sure um and I think it's great it gives like Fred some opportunities to rest another mm-hmm. person who's just playing like yeah. 40 to 45 minutes a night i
1: just realized i had you in the middle of my screen so i've been looking down the whole time instead of having you up by That's my okay. webcam anyway <laughs>
0: people i feel like people know now that like when we're yeah it's just where the zoom window is i'm still <laughs> exactly. looking at you on my screen best as, uh, as i can
1: yeah uh, a,
0: a, an example of <laughs> yesterday where what <laughs> i was just gonna say like now, the people that didn't know, I guess, were really dispelling the magic.
1: Sorry, folks. Yeah, might be, might be. <laughs> um, but yesterday, like yesterday, he didn't have the best first half, and you mm-hmm. enjoyed watching him bounce back. He had a really strong second half.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's stuff like that that you're encouraged by, especially with yesterday's game. It looked like the Raptors were laboring more so in this game than they were in the Portland game, which was on a back-to-back. You know their legs, as they couldn't find them. They came out in the third quarter, and they looked great. Um, whatever happened, Red Bull, Red Bull gives you wings. I don't know, <laughs> um, Bugs Bunny magic. Who, who who knows? But they found something, and then obviously it it uh, kind of went downward a little bit as yeah. this, as the game went on. Um, but his spirit, his energy. Came through, and up until you know that last little stretch there, he was a big reason why they were able to at least stay afloat. Um, his numbers over the past little while—I mean, uh, what did I have it here? What did I had here yeah, in January, good. the Raptors—yeah, the Raptors mm-hmm. have been outscoring opponents by six point four points per one hundred possessions with Scotty Barnes on the court in the month of January. It's great. That's yeah, that's great. And those are the kind of impacts that you want from raptorsy type players. Those are things that like Fred's was notorious for, Kyle was notorious for, Pascal was notorious for. You wouldn't mm-hmm. want to be a high impact player on, on when you're on on the floor. And earlier in the season, it wasn't always there. Um, his fault, team's fault, whatever. I mean, who the hell knows what's been going on with this team this season? Yeah. Um, but you're <laughs> but you like that he's a positive, a highly positive impact player. When he's on the court, and mm-hmm. I love seeing him with his off-ball blocks. Um His defense has a really improved. I think you and I talked earlier this season about, like, you know, what's going on with Scotty Barnes? Why is he moving well? He was injured. I think he's been he was hurt for a few months, but he is noticeably. I was looking at clips uh, a few days ago. he's noticeably looking, feeling, and moving much better than he was um, mm-hmm. earlier in the season on the defensive end. Like, if you have ankle problems, as a person who has has had ankle problems, um, defensive shuffles. Don't feel good when you got ankle problems. Yeah, Going east-west really, really hurts. Um, And that movement is much better for him this year.
0: Yeah, he's definitely looking a lot more fluid. I think he doesn't look so tentative in some of those moves. And I think that goes back to what you're saying. Um, You know, when you're playing hurt, it's hard in the moment to watch it. I think then, yeah, it can get chalked up to like, what's up with Scotty? He's not Mm. confident. Like, you know, da-da-da-da. It's like, well, it's because he's like guarding his body while he's playing right he's trying yeah. to be careful and when you have when you have someone all of a sudden feeling better you know i think that's why you're also seeing these like little bursts of confidence uh eg staring deandre eight and down you know it's good they're good those are good signs that's what yeah. you want from him
1: <laughs> okay wrapping up the pod with katie um final question this is the the bigger question
0: Mm -hmm. How are there, how is
1: Raptors management evaluating this team um, over the next few games? There have been reports, numerous reports, that the Raptors are going to be waiting until they get back to Toronto, which is, I think, February 6th, but they could be making the flight on February 5th because they just want to get home. I don't know, one or the other. Um, They're going to wait till then to start fielding calls, and you could look at it a few different ways. One, they're playing you know, their version of chicken and they're going to keep teams on their toes as they've done in previous seasons. Like they were the team that just held Kyle Lowry until the very last second and then they didn't trade him. Right. So they're going to keep their cards close or they're still evaluating um, what they're, what they think this team could be and what pieces fit. And that's what, you know, OG not playing complicates us a little bit. Although I think, you know, kind of what OG is, Mm -hmm. is right now and what he could be. Um, so what do you think they're looking for right now? What are they talking to the players about? Even Nick Nurse, like this is all it's it's a lot of different issues.
0: There's a couple main ones for me. Um, and I'm not like I, I do not put your tinfoil hat on, but a part of me it, it is just like coincidental OG being out. But yeah. you also have to think, like, okay, you're gonna hold him out. Nick Nurse seems surprised at that, and you're gonna hold him out for the rest of the trip you're going to get to see what the team looks like immediately without him. If he's mm. the person that is now being talked about in trade scenarios the most, yeah, I don't know, put two and two together there. They're obviously going to do some, they're going to have like an early preview of what that might look like. Mm. Um, you also have, I think they can evaluate how Precious is looking. The team yeah. also does historically just play a lot better on the road, something to be said for like getting out of the place where you've just had this awful slump for what Mm feel you know like for months little road trips here and there but they do they do they kind of play to their opponent and i think like the energy of the road it's just like mentally a nice change also the deadline is looming and i think guys realize that too um in terms of evaluation i don't know what you're going to see differently on like than you haven't been seeing since the beginning of december like mm. these problems, they're just manifesting like more intensely, but these problems have been there all along. So yeah. I don't really know what they're evaluating. I don't know if it's just a point for them to be like, we're here, we're seeing it as a little bit of like a PR, mm. like pat on the head for fans. Be like, yeah, oh, they're here. They're going to make mix it. They're going to like, sorry, be, be in the mix. Um, <laughs> be but nice. the main thing, yeah, I think, And why it doesn't surprise me that they're going to wait is because they love the squeeze. So yeah, like
1: (laughs) they love the tension. They love the
0: tension. They're not going to do like a a, like a nice like handshake deal. Well, they're in Phoenix because it's convenient for everybody. Yeah, they're going to wait. They're going to wait till they get Mm. back. They're going to wait till probably like a day or two before the deadline, and get everybody Mm. extremely desperate. All these people that are interested in whoever the Raptors are offering right now. Mm. Yeah. So they can get the most out of them. It's funny to announce that you're gonna wait, though, because like I don't know who mm. would think they wouldn't. It's funny, very right. funny to me to be like, "No, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're not gonna think about this until we get home mm. to our comfortable war room where we can squeeze everybody over the phone."
1: I need my chair. I yeah. make trades in this chair. Maybe
0: you know what? Maybe that's it. <laughs> Maybe they've gotten superstitious and they just yeah. like the mm. team chef is cooking them up some type of like deadline snacks. He's very <laughs> good,
1: by the way. He's a great chef. <laughs> I had this food once there were tacos. They're delicious.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, Before they left for this road trip, uh, it was a practice and I was watching Nick Nurse and Masai Ujiri. They're having like a extensive chat. Like we get into uh, the practice space and it's like practice has already happened kind of, but Masai and and Nick were already talking and they were talking and they kept on talking and Nick was very animated and, but they ended it. It was a handshake, a fist bump and a let's go from Nick Nurse and off they went. So um, to your point about Nick Nurse, I, I, I have trouble believing that his job could be in jeopardy, um, yeah, and things like that. It's 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 hard to believe because this vision and everyone's aware of the the flaws of the Raptors' vision, mm-hmm. um, and they haven't addressed them right. Three point mm-hmm. shooting, finishing around the rim, uh, rim protection that those have not been fixed. So this still seems like it's in the evaluation phase. But for you know, Fred Van Vliet has been playing very well lately. Um, I just think you want to be around the players right now. I'll put it that way. Yeah. You, want to get, you want to get the feel of the players and what they're thinking and how they're feeling. Um, I would hope that Nick and Masai and Bobby have some idea, you know, what players really want to be in Toronto. And I think that's what it's, is going to be, you know, how this is going to be solved is if Fred is looking for an absurd amount of money, for, for instance, maybe he's not going to be a fit. If OG indeed does want out reportedly, whatever, maybe mm-hmm. that's something to think about, but you want to be around the players right now. And I think that's more of a, that's a, Better indication of what the Raptors are about as a franchise uh, versus the other side, which is like they make or they're making trades or they're talking to other teams and not really around the team. That just seems kind of like poor, poor management. Poor
0: yeah, style. no, you make a good point. And I think like the fact that I didn't even think of that shows how uh, far we've sort of strayed from <laughs> that being like the honestly, yeah. like that being the presented sort of um, onus or like main quality of the team. I think there is like a deep disconnect, right? Of like who is prioritized in these situations. Um, So I like your version. It gives me some hope.
1: (laughs) I appreciate that. Katie (laughs) Heindel, talented writer, talented podcaster, talented everything. Um, Thank you so much for joining me. Always a good chat.
0: Thanks for having me. Giddy up. (laughs) We'll talk soon, everyone.